You already know this is Pa Drunk Boxing, aka Mr. Mo Shot himself. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe we're gonna have a special, a special topic, special guest. You already know, man, the state of emergency in America, not only in society, not only just race issues, but also, but also a state of emergency in our souls. You understand what I'm trying to say? I understand this is a this does this is a boxing a boxing channel, but it's bigger than boxing. Y'all already know I always say boxing translates to life itself. What's good, Jay? What's good, King? Love Kid Chocolate, great guy, heavy power punch. I just would love to know what he's stopped for so long. Man, yeah, man. It's yay. A legend in the game, a living legend in the game, middleweight, former middleweight champion of the world. Let me get a little a little water. A little water won't hurt y'all. So, yeah, man, a lot of things that's going on in the world today, especially 2020 is going to be a historic year, man. Historic year, but an unfortunate, an unfortunate year. And I hope that we could get through this. I hope we, we could come with solutions because, of course, a lot of people, it, we're overwhelmed with a lot of things that's going on in society. We're just very, very overwhelmed, you know? But it's a lot of things that we do have control of. We do have control of ourselves. We do have control of our hearts. We do have control of our minds. And we're living in a world right now, especially in society this, in today, that yes, there are negatives. Yes, there are things that we could work on in general. But also, we have opportunities. Opportunities. Opportunities to succeed. Opportunities to be great men and great women. Opportunities to make the best investment. And it's free. It's free. Like I say, countless of time. In the end of my videos, I always say the best investment that we can make is having a personal relationship with God. That's the best investment. The best investment. There's a lot of different perspective. We all was raised in a different way, different type of backgrounds, di different type of circumstances. Yo, what's good, Glenn? What's good, Guido? Carlo, what's good? But you know how it is. What's up, Mr. Kid Chocolate Peter Quillen, former middleweight champion of the world? Man, I can say so much things about you, my brother. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How's everything? How's life? How's well, the family? Life, well, you know, I was in the house for like 200 days when the COVID. Then I started to get out the house. And, you know, we've been in the house for a long time. So you know what people do when they're in the house. They either on social media. They, they're watching YouTube like I do. And, you know, you may be watching the news. So it's hard to be not buried into your house being angry or going all through these different emotions. Should I wear a mask? Should I not? So <laughs> it's, 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 it's just like anybody else, but I'm staying strong and, I'm, and I got my faith the strongest as it ever been. That's that's what uh, that's what's up, man. I always say in, in my in my videos, I say that. The best investment you can make in life is having a personal relationship with God. But that's that's me. 
I think there's there's an echo. I don't know if it's from from your side or my side. Let me see. You still hear the echo? No, I'm good. I, I don't hear. It. You don't oh, hear? I hear it a little bit. Hold up, because it's maybe because of this thing that I got on. Let me see. It's good. I still hear. You got so, you got something turned on, or it's just it's just your phone? I think it might be my phone. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you good. Oh, yeah, I think it's this got a little static. We, we we can work through that. We can work through that. It's good. Um. So yeah, the best investment I I, I tell people is you know having a personal relationship with God. You know, um, building it, looking for it, strengthening it. Um, it's a journey. And I think that's what, you know, especially for me, has has kept me grounded, has kept has kept me from not um, you know, not panicking in life, whatever, whatever, whatever curveball life throws at at me. And I know it works for other people as well, but then there's a lot of people that just don't know. They don't know how to handle things in life, they don't know what's going on. Um, and right now in society, it's like it's it's like the the year of we don't know. So many questions that's not answered. So many issues with no solutions. Um, what do you think? What What do you think the state of, uh, of, especially here in this country in America, but the state in America and the state of uh, of one soul? What do you feel? Well, you know, you know, if you hear the world, the world got a different message from everybody else. Some people say, you know, black lives matter. Some people say white lives matter. Some people say all lives matter. I even have my friends who read the Bible every day. They say all souls matter you know, mm. to, to God. All souls matter. So it's not really about the sicknesses. It's about the doctor and the healing. So I like to know the solutions. People talk, you know, it's, you know, it's coming up for people to vote. You should vote yeah. for who you think is going to be, uh, you know, the best candidate. And I'm, a, I'm willing to appreciate anybody that's going to be in the white house no matter if it's trump or biden yeah you know it's 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 a system being ran around the world and you know how much how much power do we really have as the people you yeah. know if somebody is racist behind the scenes behind the doors and you never see that person how would you know if he's racist how you know sure. is the paper being signed that that person is making it against people of color or minorities. Some people have been um, attacking me on social media because they they feel like I'm gonna vote for Trump. But let me tell you, I'm 37 years old yes, and sir. I never voted. Mm. I never voted in my life, but now it's time. I think it's time for me to vote. And the reason why I'm gonna vote, I'm gonna vote because DJ Absolute mm. sparked a bunch of things inside of me and it yes. made me go out there and look. I'm going to keep my vote to myself. Yeah. But what I would say is I don't use politics to divide people from God. If anything, we should be divided back into God and we should know that God is the answer. But many people don't want to hear the answer. So exactly. Exactly. You know, I guess, let me read you something from this Bible verse mm -hmm. and we'll tell you a little bit the reason why the numbers you go to my social media. My numbers should be higher. I was a world champion. I'm from the hood. Yeah. I mean, I'm, when I say I'm from the hood, I mean, 
from the hood. I come yeah. from nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm the only one in my family to I'm the only one in my family to to get married and have my kids with the same woman. That's what's up. That's power right there. That that's big for me. For yeah. me personally. So you know, I may not be the boxer people thought I should be or who I am now, but a lot of things and a lot of experiences in my life couldn't ruin me and took my life away, but it didn't, and I'm still here. So I would rather give my testimony to how to fight suicide, how to fight drug abuse, how to fight, mm. you know, infidelities. You know, th- these are the things that was on my on my plate. And I think yeah. it's best for me to talk about those deeds instead of saying, what do you do to vote against whatever president? But let me tell you something. You want to hear the hit a, uh, of course. Hit gym. You're never going to win fighting hate with hate. Exactly. Not that's man. true. So. That's very true. That's very true. And, you know, I, that, I also say that, you know, boxing is translates to life itself. We're all living in a 12 round bout. I do. I, I believe so. You know, um, it's a battle of of what you just explained, there's a bad people are battling fornication, people are battling drug addiction, people are battling, um, you know, the battle of of believing, not believing, getting discouraged. Why God? Why this? People want answers. Um, the the battle of of you know being raised in unfortunately poor um, circumstances. Some people are born without parents. They don't have no no type of avenue to go. They don't even know how to approach um, to be saved. Um, I think with something with 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 the male with the male um, species, one thing that I learned at an old age is that we don't know how to ask for help. We're so t- too macho. We don't know how to ask for help. It took me a long time for me to be like, you know what? Life could have been easier if I just just would have asked for help. Ask for help just for a, a, a wisdom thought, wisdom mind, somebody that probably have gone through through certain things that I'm about to go through. But, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, the sister, they have that sister circle, but there's not really no brother circle, you know? Um, I, you need to get a part of it. I'm on a, I do, um, I'm not echoing, right? No, 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 you good. All right, so I'm on, I'm on a lot of uh, Zoom meetings. I'm on a father, uh, father, um, you know, bringing black fathers in my city, Grand Rapids. I'm on, I'm on that group, and you know, we we talking about real issues. I do a Wednesday night Bible study with some some of my friends. I started with them from the Bronx. I'm on another Bible study eight o'clock in the morning Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh, that's I'm nice. Kids in my neighborhood. Um, I'm doing exactly what I and I think that needs to be done to be active in your community, be active with your 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 relationships with people that you got. And um, I read the Bible every day. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 16. It says, I also saw these things in life. I saw that the courts should be filled with goodness and fairness, but there is evil there now. So I said to myself, God has planned the time for everything, and he planned the time to judge everything people do. He would judge good people and bad people. Mm. So, I mean, God said this in the Bible. That's why I read it and believe in it because of things like that. Yeah. You see what's going on with blacks, you know, being in the hands of, of, of white 
you know, white white people or white cops or white authorities. Um, everybody's going to get judged the same way. Exactly. Whether you believe this Bible or not, this is what I believe that you're going to be judged and God is going to judge every deed that you do. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I do feel also in society that we're as a whole run away from God. I don't know. There's a system in play where they have taken God away from the schools, um, God away from you know just just our moral conduct, our moral our moral stability, our moral. Um, I I just see that people believe less in God than ever before. You know, I don't know if it's a system. I feel like it's a system. So what if I raise something from the Bible one more time, and you tell me if it applies for? this day today go ahead second timothy chapter three remember this there are some terrible times coming in the last days people will love only themselves and money they'll be proud and boast about themselves they will abuse others with insult they will not obey their parents they will be ungrateful against all that is pleasing to god they will have no love for others and will refuse to forgive anyone they will talk about others to hurt them and they will have no self-control They'll be cruel and hate what is good. People will turn against their friend. They will do foolish things without thinking and will be so proud of themselves. Instead of loving God, they will love pleasure. They will go on pretending to be devoted to God, but they will refuse to let the devotion change the way that they live. Stay away from these people. Some of them go into homes and get control over weak women whose lives are full of sin. People who are led in sin by all the things they want. These women always want to learn something new, but they're never able to fully understand the truth. Just as Janis and Jabberies fought against Moses, these people fight against the truth. Their thinking has been confused. They, the faith they have and teach is worthless, but they will not succeed in what they're trying to do. Everyone will see how foolish they are. This is what happened to Janis and Jabberies. But you know all about me. You know what I teach and the way that I live. You know my goal in life. You know my faith and my patience and my love. You know I never stop trying. You know about my persecution and sufferings. You know all the things that happened to me. I, in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I suffered in those places, but the Lord saved me from all of it. Everyone who wants to live showing true devotion in God, Jesus Christ, will be persecuted. People who are evil and cheat others will become worse and worse. They will fool others, but they will only be fooling themselves. But you should continue following the teaching you learn because you know that it's true because you know you can trust the people who taught you. You know the Holy Scripture since you were a child. These scriptures are able to make you wise, and that wisdom leads to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by God, and all scripture is useful for teaching and showing people what is wrong in their lives. It is useful for correcting thoughts and teaching a right way to live. Using the scripture, those who serve God will be prepared and will have everything they need to do every good work. <laughs> Amen, bro. Amen. You know, you know, I use that last verse. You know, when people when people say, "Don't judge me, don't judge me," I just go back to that 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 scripture right there. I well, I could judge you through scripture. Yeah, you know. I mean, if you think about it. Think about this. When somebody say, don't judge me, they say, don't mm -hmm. judge me, right? 
Yeah. Then why you judging me judging you then? <laughs> How you tell me not to judge somebody, but you just judge me. We we use judgment all the time. Yeah. Now, your judgment may not be right, but when you read this book, your judgment should be more designed behind what this book say. So yeah. me, where do everybody get their judgment and what's right or wrong? That's the big question. Right. I mean, they say we the, the the image the image of him does so. I mean, that's why I say we could judge through scripture. You know, yeah, it says it. That's what it said. It says, if you're gonna judge somebody, judge somebody rightly. Yeah. And how would you judge somebody rightly according to what the word say? Not everybody is gonna listen to that. Not everybody else is gonna go to get another book. And they're going to say, this book says this, and they're going to confuse, and they're going to judge. <laughs> but nobody's really standing there firm about what they believe. You're faulted in your own belief. Because how you faulted in your own belief, you should know everything. You should know all the answers there. Hold on. You was breaking up. Hold on, um, um, Pete. Hold on. You was breaking up. Uh, all right. Um, yo. That's deep, man. That's deep. But you know what? We all we all have the opportunity to read those words. All have the opportunity to read those words. It's powerful words. Scripture is powerful. Um, how can we? I mean, so how do you talk to people when you know they don't believe in it? When you know, sometimes you may talk like for example, when I was young and and let's say I'm talking to my mother about something and she'll go or my grandmother about something and they'll go with the scripture. And I'm like, come on, man, you just can't just talk to me like without the <laughs> the God word that the, the, what, what the scripture saying. Talk to me like, can we just have a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to be like that when I was young. That's how it how used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So how could you so how could you um talk to somebody with? And when while they don't believe in scripture, but yet they want answers, how can you lead them to to an understanding? With All right, can you will, can you make them understand without scripture? No, I think what what more person is got to be willing to accept what you're saying first. They got to first receive you as a person before you can tell them something about life itself. And then I would tell you if you're a biblical man, and you know. After I found that I um, I woke up with a calling on my life and God yes. chose me. And now everything from that point on down to this conversation with you is appointed to me by God. So now you got to test. You said you ever heard somebody, you, 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 be, you should be slow to speak, quick to listen. Yeah. My mom say that all the time. But mm. that's do what she she's talking about when other people are talking to her and when they speak in wisdom. No. It's meaning down to yourself first, meaning like you got to test your own thoughts before you say them. That's why we got gossip. That's why people lie because yeah. they don't think about what they're going to say before they do it. You know what I mean? They really don't make sense of when you lie to somebody. To me, lying is murder to somebody. Gossip is yeah. murder with the tongue. You know what I mean? So as a Bible man, I go off this. It says Matthew chapter seven, verse 12. It says, do for others what you want done done do for others what you want them to do for you this is the meaning of the law of moses and teaching of the prophets now listen this is very important you can enter life you can enter true life only through the narrow gates 
The gates to hell is large and very wide. There's plenty of room on that road that that leads there. Many people, many people, many people go that way. But the gate that opens the true way like to, to life is narrow. And that road that leads there is hard to follow. Only a few people find it. That means that no, not everybody's going to go. Nobody's going to accept you. Not everybody's going to yeah. accept you. So as a person, I read the Bible. I'm only trying to reach one or two people. I'm not trying to reach the masses because I know more so. And it's being proven every day that, you know, it's, it's aligning to what this word say. The, either this book, Noah, if you read this book, it could be dangerous for your mind and whatever the case may be. Maybe I'm making myself believe, but, you know, I just read you a verse that was basically speaking over 2,000 years ago at a different time. And guess what? It sounds like it's speaking at this time. So exactly. God never changes. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, um, how how is how important is being a biblical man, but yet being also a spiritual man? Because we 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 there's people that go to college, they're scholars, you know, but they don't have the the they don't they they're not intact in, in, in intertwined with the spiritual part of things. How important is to be a spiritual person Bro, and just not a biblical person? The most spiritual knowledge out there for a man is not in your book. It's not there. Because that reading all these books, they are so confused and they got different ideas, right? That every secret wisdom about spirituality is in Christ himself. That is the mystery of God. So when he was talking about Israel at a time, which was a place, but now Israel became the world. So when he was talking to Israel at a time, he's talking to the world now. Exactly. So when you go to the Bible and you read some what was going to Israel, you just put world right there. You just see okay. world and you start seeing in the perspective. So I would tell somebody in the Bible say you got to worship God in truth and in spirit. Yeah, that's how you got to worship them. Now, we think going to church every Sunday is mm -hmm. no, it's not. It's mean mm -hmm. being connected to Christ at all times, represent him in truth and spirit. So my life, how I look at my life, I look at my life as a living prayer that's already been answered. That's what's up. You know, I look at my life, sacrifice and everything I do, a living worship to God. You understand? Man, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Can, I, I, can for for the for the people that's listening that that may not know your your story, what what's what's what was how was the beginning? How was the beginning in your life? How you overcame um the struggle and how you was born and raised? I've, I, I've of course, if you know boxing, you. There's some people that read that that read about your life story and seen interviews, but what about the people that probably just knew to to you? And how was your life back then? Man, it was it was like um, you know, I guess when people tell their story, they make themselves seem like a victim. You know, they make their oh, we grew up, I didn't get to eat, and I would say that. So right now, today, I think I'm on the 26, 27 day fast. I haven't ate food in 27 days. Wow. I, I need to get food. on that. <laughs> yeah. I, need I still got more days to go. I'm going to go 40 without food. 40. 40. Because wow. 40 days, you're not, you don't have to eat nothing. I mean, I'm drinking like coconut. I'm not eating no processed foods. I'm only eating like, uh, I mean, drinking coconut, coconut um, water out the coconut, um, juicing apples because the apples got good chlorophyll in it and I'll sprinkle it. Um, cinnamon. I'm drinking tea, and I do allow myself to drink, you know, raw honey, kosher honey, and um, water. 
water and social water there, but that's that's all I've been eating for the last 26, 27 days. And, and the purpose? What's the purpose the answers I needed to be answered. And I'm, I'm already now, it's already been coming to me. I started a trucking business, you know what I mean? And you know, we we just I'm I'm I got people in line. I own a real estate business that's doing pretty good. You know, it's not having been affected too much. Um, I know people's out there struggling and going through stuff, and I've been feeling that as well. What people are really going through, and I'm on a mission after God's own heart. So I've been close to God. I've been I've been getting attacked by the devil in these days. I can count them. I've been keeping a journal and. You know, when my 40 days up, I feel like I'm going to be more in a place to talk about exactly what, what I've been through in these 40 days, getting close to myself, what I learned about boxing. You know, I'm close to being retired. I'm 37 years old, yeah. you know. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to keep fighting. And, but when you don't, they, they talk about, like, you don't got no money. You can't have a conversation with your kids. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's sad stories in boxing. So yeah, to me, yeah. what's more important for me is to make sure the money I made in boxing is still being put to use and is making more money. So yeah. I don't want to retire broke. I got a wife, been with her for 10, 11 years, been with Eric, married since we eight years. I've been through, I almost got divorced. I cheated on her a lot of times, but God has started working with me and started showing things to me. And I am a blessed man. I'm thankful. So, well, I know I'm where I'm headed. You yes. will almost have to be a hater to tell me that I don't have a future outside of boxing and God is unraveling in day to day. You know what I'm saying? So wow, that's powerful. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. Um I'm gonna write a book, bro. Yo, you got to. I'm gonna write a book. Yeah, you got a lot to. Of the and it, it just can't be one. It can't because <laughs> listen, like I try to tell my stories in all these interviews. They hear the you know, I became they 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 want to hear the stories. They let me what you do, like man. My trainer Rafael Ramos brought me to New York. I yeah. remember him kicking me out of his house, and he had the hammer on over top of me. Wow! And he told me to get out, and I I left crying. You know, and sometimes I tell people this story, and I almost feel like crying at that moment because of the feeling I felt in that moment. I was on the train, on the four train going downtown the lower east side i didn't know where i was going i thought i didn't know where i was going i called my boy steve steve you know rafi kicked me out and got in the way he said man come to my house he lived on the lower east side i lived on the lower east side once before we lived in a place called the castle in barouche projects you know what the castle is nah shelter Shelter. So we stayed there and he moved to the Bronx. When he got to his crib, we started having mishaps and he kicked me out of his crib. And I remember being on the train. When I be telling people this story, it's like I was crying, but not shedding tears. I was crying in my heart. It was yeah. hurting. You know that kind of cry when somebody be like, you okay, my son? You don't look too well. I would have yeah. just bust out crying if somebody said that to me. Yeah. And they didn't. God rest his soul. My boy Isaiah died in the Bronx on Webster. Uh, near on um, Western Avenue, he got oh, got stabbed up there. But that was my best out there right now. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. I used to live up there on One Eighty Second and Walton. You know what I mean? In the oh, Bronx. So once I've been Walton here, <laughs> I've been all over the place. You know what I mean? But like I've been in the hoods, so yeah. I've been protected. God had a plan for me, and from that point, the biggest story about Rafi doing that to me. Guess what? The best point was that I forgave him. He came and worked with me with a couple of my fights and 
you know, I'm still like a pops to me. We just had a, a mishap and I'm very thankful that I had that part of that story that basically, you know, helped me to be where I'm at to have this kind of mindset that I got that you can't take away from me. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. How's Rafi now? Rafi good. I, I've been checking on him in Vegas now. He's still chasing his boxing dream. You know, I would have wished that we would have been solidified because he the one that the story started with. That's why I can't give credit yeah. to one trainer because every one of my trainers played a part for my life and I'm and I want to be in good contact with all of them. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though if I'm because you know why? This is what I always made myself think. When you were Golden Boy, they got Peter Quillen, right? But it's no more yeah. Peter Quillen than they got Canelo Alvarez. They got anybody else. So same with his trainer, right? I was his fighter, but he going to get another fighter after I'm saying and gone. And yeah. I learned another thing in boxing. It's like you listen to somebody all the time. Listen, you listen to somebody push an idea on who you are, but you never get to say who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you this kind of fighter? Are you this? What if I say I'm a spiritual fighter? I want to do this. They changing your your mind frame. So it's all conditioning in the mind. And then mm. when you do something wrong, he didn't listen. Wow. It's that easy for them to say he didn't listen. True. I was yeah, I was talking about this in, in, in the like couple of lives ago. And we was talking about religion and we was talking about does God how does God see a prize fighter? You know, we can't hurt each other as human beings, but we were talking about um, fighters profiting off harming another man. What do you feel about that? Having having a relationship with Christ, where does it does it fit in? In, in, in you know, does it say anything in the Bible? I'm not yeah. sure where I've read the Bible a lot of times, but I also read the Bible in different different times of my life. You know, I read the Bible when I'm 10 years old. I read the Bible when I'm 15, 16. I read the Bible on my 20s and 30s. So my comprehension, even though I may read, is a constant still journey in understanding of my comprehension of, of you know, staying intact with that. But what what do you say about being a, be, being a Christ follower and also being a price fighter? All right, so let me read the verse that you probably never heard. It says, in First um, Corinthians chapter nine, verses twenty-three, and I'm gonna read that on to the end. And um, you know, I read different versions. I read the NIV, the NRV, the King, the, the Complete Jewish. I read all the comparison, but this version says, "I do all this to make the good news known. I do this so I can share the blessings of the good news. You know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize. So run like that, run to win." All who compete in the games use strict training. They do this so they can win a prize, one that doesn't last. But our prize is, but our prize is one that will last forever. So I run like someone who has a goal. I fight like a boxer who is hitting something. Is hitting something, not just the air. It's my own body. I mm. fight to make it do what I want. I do this so I can. I won't miss. Getting a prize myself after telling others about it. So Jesus, when he was placed on the earth, his father was a carpenter. Yes, sir. We know his father was God, but his father was a carpenter. What does that carpenter make it? What it what it symbolizes for me? It means he was a builder. He built the kingdom. He was showing us that from his beginning of his life, he was a builder. And mm -hmm. my boxer, how I can compare it, I fought through 
adversities. I fought through everything to be at my very moment to tell you I am chosen by God. I got a world championship belt. And people see the signs all the time. They see Tyson throwing his belts around and say, it meant something to me at that time. But now it's just like, it don't do nothing for him. Yeah. That name, that notoriety, don't do nothing for him. You, know you feel saying? the same way? I feel like I've been through that. I, I think I use my story more to tell black people, Spanish people who got a unique story like mine. I'm black. My mom from the south side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Do you see what's happening in Chicago? Horrible. All right. Horrible. It's okay to say that, but they yeah. want to make it say that it's not is designed by everybody has a choice. Yes, sir. It's up to you to make the choice that you want. So this mm -hmm. book has helped me make better choices for myself, and I'm living blessings of that. I'm not telling yeah. you I'm a perfect person. I've never said that because I believe in perfect weakness. You're made perfect with God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. I like that. Speaking <laughs> wisdom, my brother. <laughs> Wisdom. So how do you feel about what's going on in Chicago and New York? How you think how, how is it portrayed? How do you feel? How do you feel about brothers killing brothers? How do you feel about the race issue? Is it is it is it enhanced? Is it is they blowing things out of proportion or is it a real is it a real thing? Because I come from the I, I come from the community. I come from from the hood and I know I'm from the heights. Exactly. What happened to the little kid up in the Bronx with the Spanish? Exactly. or whatever they are you know dominican gay they killed the young kid you know what i mean mm. that that was spanish guys on spanish guys right not the italians yeah 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 you know who they are yeah so same with like um growing up uh gang culture was such in my life i was raised as conservative vice lord that's what i was initiated at eight years old as a conservative vice lord you know, that's, that's the lifestyle for most people. So I'm not here to break nobody's lifestyle down. I'm just saying, if you know you want to get out and you want to do something, I just tell them it's possible. I went to Chicago and this was a time when I had the championship. I got my Jews on and everything. I mean, just had a different time at that time. I want my yeah. cousin, they street dudes in Chicago. They bring me to their hood. It's like 40 dudes in this neighborhood. And next thing you know, they start flashing their guns. They got the big, some of these dudes so little, they got the biggest gun I ever saw. I don't know how <laughs> they, they had these kind of guns. And, you didn't even know how they was oh, carrying them. <laughs> no, but, but this is what they said. My cousin was like, we going out tonight and you got, you got everything you need. That's what yeah. they told me. And not even that, he told me that I felt more secure, but let me tell you what made me less secure. So my cousin said, no, Pete, and I got this picture to prove it. Mm. I'll find it for you and I will send it to you just okay. so you can have it. It's basically me taking a picture with all these group of guys and in the middle of the picture, somebody was digging in my pocket. Wow. <laughs> so now you think I'm trusting people with my my hand, my life in their hands now? Nope. But that taught me right there at that very moment and what I feel like is like, man, is that bad that I'm here to show them love and they were even robbing stuff from me. And that's mm -hmm. real. That's my real experience. That's not something I heard from. That's something that happened to me. So I got all these experiences that happened that you can't take away from me. And I'm able yeah. to look at those experiences from the way I look at it. Nobody else can change my mind about it because I know it's a pure fact that we need healing. That's pure that's fact. Right. You know what I'm saying? So those are the answers I'm willing to give. But you know I'm not reaching the masses. I'm reaching the one. Yeah. That's exactly. What me, that's what keeps me motivated. Yeah.
I, it keeps me motivated as well. I mean, I have a different type of perspective from the from the how you say it, the liberal the liberal ideology. I don't rock with. You know, I, I say I say it out loud. I don't I don't rock with it. Um, because about of conservative, more conservative than liberal. No, no, ask me. Ask how about you? No, I want you to ask me. What are you, liberal conservative? Well, I am. I am. My liberation, my freedom comes with Christ. Yes, yeah, so I'm liberal when it comes to Christ. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Am I, am I conservative? Yes. Yes, because I believe God's word don't change. So that's what my doctrine I believe in. I don't believe in an American doctrine. Yeah. So I feel you. I feel. I never heard it like that, but it makes a lot of sense. Yes. I'm. A, I'm I might steal that one from you. I'm not. It's not stealing. I'm not stealing. You know what it is? It's is using information that makes sense to you and giving it to others and you pass this wisdom along. That's yeah. why I, I chose to do this because many people don't want me talking about this on their platforms and everything is being muted. It's mm. being muted and shut off. And like I said, it said lovers of Christ will be persecuted. Yeah, This is in a day right now. You go on my Instagram and you go see how many people, my wife, it's fasting. She's not eating no meal. And I'm sorry I had to say this to you because she didn't want nobody to know. But she's doing <laughs> it. She doing it because I threw her a challenge. She wanted me to fast from Instagram and that social media. So I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm I took it off. I'm just I'm just focusing on reading my Bible, getting better in my mind state, you know, here with my kids active. I haven't eaten in 27 days. You know how many times my wife cook food? Damn, every day or 27. Yeah. None. So, how about cooking. the kids? I've been cooking for them. Okay. That's and I just ain't been eating the food. I sit down, talk to them, and make sure they eat their food. That's all I do. And then yeah. I go drink my tea. I did. I did the the most. I did the fasting was three weeks, and then after the three weeks, I turned vegan. I was vegan. Are you vegan now? Nah. What happened? Was, <laughs> what happened? I was vegan for almost a year, eleven months. Um, I ran eight miles. Like I was feeling good. I, my body was feeling like I was 17 again. I was feeling good, but I was working two jobs at the same time. Work overnight, came out, do my workout, run my eight miles, go to sleep. Um, had a basketball game. I played street street ball tournaments. Had a basketball game in um Dykeman. After Dykeman, then I went. I had I, um I was gonna go to um to work overnight. Around 12 o'clock at night sharp it was like a sharp like somebody was stabbing my chest and um i went to the hospital right away i told my co-worker you i gotta go i gotta go um they put all this machine on me like yo it looks like your heart is it, it looks like your heart is racing it was on 188 and i'm like but i'm i'm not i don't feel like that so i'm getting scared because they got all this machine on me they was doing testing on me testing on me and then i was close to needing a blood transfusion so my iron was so low, I had low red blood cells. And I also suffered from anemia ever since I was born. So it was more of my education and knowing what to eat. I was feeling good through the 11 months, but I was pouring more calories out, like running eight miles, then running off, then, then playing another tournament, going to Brooklyn to another tournament, then going to work. Then all them calories, and I'm eating like salad, soup. <laughs> Sancocho, <laughs> you know. So, I, nah, I don't, I don't, eat, I don't, I don't, I really don't like red meat. But the doctor tells me I gotta eat, re eat red meat, right? But why you don't eat lamb? Oh, I love lamb. 
So lamb, so lamb. I stopped eating. I went to. I stopped eating pork for four years. At a time, and when I went to Cuba in 2009, changed my whole life and made me like come back and say I'm eating pork, represent my family. But now I'm back to not eating pork now. So yeah. like, I'm gonna make that a choice that I'm making for myself. You don't have to push that on my my cube. My, my, my I got brothers and sisters in Cuba still. That's I'm in touch with them. So when I went there and met them, you know, we basically, you know, I, I just learned that some people don't got a choice. It, it's telling me that, you know, when people like in America, they make you feel bad for eating meat. You, you eat, ah, they're, they're, <laughs> but what about when you go to places like Somalia where people eat one meal every few days? Yeah, and I and I and I love the the, the meat and DR. That mean DR is like this little piece, but it's organic. Then you let you come back to the states and you're like this big, big drumstick. I'm like that ain't that ain't chicken. That ain't meat, you know. And then you look at me kind of like ah. I start thinking like that with pig, and our monsters starting to be like that with shrimp and um lobster. I think I think about roaches when I because they related to roaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't eat that. I don't eat those. <laughs> also, those seafoods are like the scavengers of the sea. Yeah, yes, they are. <laughs> they roaches, bro. They related to roaches. Wow. Yeah, They're I, I the really same family. They in the same. Basically, a roach would be if they was lived in the sea, it'd be a shrimp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm actually allergic to shrimp. And it's telling me why, because you got a, such a clean body that that bacteria is like poison when it touch your, your, mm. your thing. So I was like, yeah, and same with me. I get I got it when I I stopped, had to stop drinking, too, because I am I used to have bad migraines as a kid when I was growing up and they used to be horrible. And I never knew why. But soon I stopped eating that pork. That was good. And now it's like the liquor is like God telling me you can't have no no liquor. So I yeah. stopped drinking. I stopped drinking. Like I drink a beer here and there, a little taste of rum with a cigar. But other than that. Oh, man. My name is Mr. Moonshine. So I like the moon. <laughs> I like Cuban rum, man. Cuban, I never had Cuban rum. That's the best. Legendario. Yeah. Yeah. Proof? It's special. It's, I don't know the proof, but I know the taste of it is classic. And it's yeah. and it, if you like to have a cigar, it's it's very good and relaxing with a cigar. Yo, I had I got a, I have a Remy Martin, nineteen seventy eight years old. Yeah, from nineteen seventy eight, Remy Martin. Remy Martin is good. Let me tell you, like Hennessy, is colored cognac. Mm. It's food coloring in Hennessy, mm -hmm. but like Remy is more like um, distilled in a barrel, whereas that color is natural. Yeah, I'm more a cognac kind of sure told me that. Yeah, I'm more. Yeah, I, I never was that Hennessy type of dude, man. I always go against the grain. Everybody want to drink Henny, nah. Everybody want to drink Patron. I'm drinking Don Julio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, oh, what's what's new with the boxing career? Well, you know, I, I think right now it's more of a, a young boy game. Right now, you know, yeah. I'm I'm 37, and yeah. You know, you know, the, the, to to go train, I'm at to expose a lot of myself to other people, bringing sparring partners. You don't know who those sparring partners around, and you know, getting sick. And it's not mm -hmm. me worried about me getting sick, but it's worried about getting my family sick, my 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 immediate family, my wife, my kids, and then my kids are in touch with their grandparents. They older. Yeah. So like, I haven't seen my grandmother since since March. You see what I'm saying? So 
you know, do I want to mess up that balance right now? So I'm still praying on that. You could pray for me because like, oh, you know, I might, I might not survive the pandemic with the boxing career. I might just have to retire in the pandemic, depending on how long it goes. So mm. I'm just really trying to be responsible. That's all it really is. It's not that I don't want to fight. You know, I'm in good shape right now. You know what I mean? 40 and, day um, fasting gonna get you there quick. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm gonna rebuild my mind and my body to be where I want it to be at. So, so yeah, the good thing about when I was vegan, man, yo, the blood pressure, no sugar, no nothing. I was like, yo, it was I had I had problems with, with my knee. They said I needed surgery. I did the vegan stuff, nothing. I had no more pain, nothing. It was like you know, it's uh, it's in the herb. I used to drink a lot of tea. Yes, a lot of tea. Um, Can you do you know what's the biggest killer on earth is? Food. Food. <laughs> That's what I learned to this fast. Like food kills you, bro. It, it winds up killing you. You don't know what you eat and what you putting in. God said, mm -hmm. "Don't worry about all that now. Just worry about your worry about where your spirit go after." That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Um. Let's say let's let's so with this, what do you feel about the state of protesting of you know the NBA is taking a protest right now because what happened the seven um the gentleman Blake that got shot seven times. What do you feel about that situation? What do you feel about what's I think nobody should be above the law? I think we the the better thing is like they got this. I don't know if it's like some type of immunity for police officers that shoot black people. We need to get that, we need to take that away. We need to make sure that nobody's above the law. So if we're going to have a law, that law has got to be abided by for anybody that break it. Black yeah. or white. You know what I mean? So a protest, if you look at one of our greatest civil leaders, that actually was a man dying, a man dying doing God's will was Martin Luther King. They would never tell you he wanted to die doing God's will. He didn't say he was a civil leader. He was a man of God. He was a pastor. Yes, so... He was one of the last people, activists that was speaking. He always taught we are never be able to um, make a stance and make um, make um, make a message heard by being violent. You know, he always be believed in peaceful, peaceful protest. And to see the many people that come be allowed with him, and it ain't a shame that he fought against violence, but violence ended up killing him. Yeah. But not really many people are willing to even die for with the message. He like, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know that he can die. And I believe that if he said he wanted to die doing God's will, that's what he died doing. And he was martyred for Christ. And I believe that he's in heaven with God because of what he did and the stances he took. So, But not everybody is making that kind of stance. Not everybody got in the same. same. They're they trying to push. The, the gay thing and, uh, and the tranny things with the black things. Let's keep them all separated because mm -hmm. they're all different issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's too many fights to be out here to, without no solution. So, yeah, I think we need better leaders out there with a better message. And it should be simple enough that kids can understand it. It's not simple enough for kids to understand it. And mm -hmm. I honestly don't want to... I teach my kids the doctrine of the Bible. I choose yeah. not to teach them other doctrine of this world because this world seems like it's a fallen world. That's what the Bible say. This world and everything in it is going to pass away. That's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Your soul and your spirit lives forever. That's what he said. So, yep. 
That's what we need to save our souls. I think we can't be looking at politicians, even though, yeah, we need a vote. And, you know, got to respect that they're they're in control. You black, right? You you basically black, though, right? Do you think it's honestly, do you think it's really fair for a white man to get your answer for you? No. So they got two white politicians up there, right? Yes. And who to say both of them have the best answer for the blacks? No, we got to have our own answers. We got to get those from ourselves and we need to be rising up communities that they can use as an example of saying, look at this, though. Look at this. Look at Chicago. Look at Baltimore. These are places that they're democratic states. Exactly. And I'm not meaning to make it a political thing, but I can be biased. You know why? My doctrine, I believe, is in the Bible. Exactly. So I only call out what I see is wrong and also got. They, they tell me, how can I fight for black rights when I'm married to a white Jewish woman? They say this all the time, and that's valid. But my answer and my, my question would be this. So what are you fighting for? You fighting to be in, um, you, you fighting for unity, right? Yeah. If you fight for unity, what kind of unity are you looking for? Are you yeah. looking to be free? Then I should be free to marry who I want to marry and who I want to sleep with. I have kids who I want to be. Why would you take another black man right away? Exactly. Why, why'd you push what they what you saying the government is pushing on you? Why are you gonna try to push your ideas on me? Exactly. When I say freedom and justice for all, I'm saying no, you should have your freedom to say what you want. If you don't like me, you can say it. As long as you don't touch me. I I rock with that all day, every day. All day, every day. Um, I go through the same thing. My wife is Swedish, you know. So when I do hear the, in co- when I'm in conversation, oh, but you're black. Oh, but you act like you're not black or you're a coon. You're this, you're that. You're Dominican, um, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm white Dominican. Spanish. That's yeah. white Spanish. And your skin color is black African. You don't mm-hmm. know what tribe your, your, your ancestors come from. You don't know like the Spanish. So you're supposed to hate your actual self because you're not made up of just all black. You're like the bronze color skin color as Jesus. Yes. Jesus same color. I'm black. You're you're not black. You're you're bronze or brass. So your mm-hmm. pigment and white people, their skin color is not really white. Their pigment yeah. skin's color. You ever seen a, a yellow uh, a yellow white person? A person <laughs> yeah. that was looking sick, they looked at we even turn green sometimes. Look green yeah. a little bit. But all together, look at look at my kids look at my kids and look at look at my wife and look at me my kids are right in the middle so you want to meet jesus christ you want all the answers you got to meet jesus christ in the middle of humanity he represents everybody yeah i'll be like man people got to put them coloring books down they do they got to put them coloring books down i've been putting come come with a better agenda exactly it's the same old agenda it don't work it don't work and people are catching on. Yes. People are catching on. People are people are tapping into their their chip because yes. everybody feel like they got we we got a chip, right? We got a system that we live by. People got to get in tune and where that chip is. Take it out and rebuild yourself. And I did that alone. I, I did that a while ago. I did that exactly when I was living in my car, twenty thirteen. And I said this story before, but was living in my car twenty thirteen, and that was the best time of my life. That was the best time of my life. Amen. That's why I was talking to God all day. I said to everybody. I ain't speak to nobody in four months. Mom, no dad, no brother, nobody. 
And I was saying to myself, once I came with that enlightenment, and I was just reading, I, I used to walk around with a Quran and a Bible at the same time because I was through that, I was going through that journey, you know. Um, and then that was that time that I'm just reading the Quran at, on the back seat of my car, and I'm like, and they, I, I forgot what passage. It was just came in enlightenment where I just started a tear. I got in my car and I got down on my knees. I'm like, that's it, Jesus. It's you. It's you. I've been trying to like, you know, Jesus. It's like, it's like, y'all used to walk like weird. I used to think that Jesus was right behind me, you know? Like, all right, man, stop, stop, man. Stop knocking on my door. Stop, stop going through the window. Everything is Jesus. The sign is there. I'm reading the Quran. Jesus is there. All right, talk to me. All right, talk to me, Jesus. What do you want? What do you want? Get down on my knees, man. Yo, and then there's times I, I'll, I'll be getting up when I feel like I, I didn't thank G I didn't thank I didn't thank God. One time my wife, I wasn't laying in bed, my tears was running down my eyes. And she's like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, yo, I've I've abandoned I've I've abandoned God for a week. I haven't spoken to him like for a week. And it, it felt like yo, like you know, like how can I abandon somebody that you know is so good to me? Yeah. You know, you know what you know it's crazy. You know why I find out either the devil or God lives that 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 in your in um you know how they put the angel one angel and then you got the devil on one side, you got yeah, you know where that lives at? It lives in your conscience. Mm-hmm. So that's where he live at. He lives in your conscience, and that's when you can know who you organize behind. So whatever you speak to your conscience, go left and you go left, you go right, you go right, you know. That you listen to your conscience when you already know who's speaking to your conscience. That's when you know what kind of light being you got. It's who's talking to your conscience. What What do you think about one day in the Bible when it says put every 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 thought into captivity? What does it mean to you? Meaning, like, I think about that captivity is like we 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 quick to say when you when you sin and do some type of sin, the devil made me do it, or the devil did it. The okay. devil can't make you do anything. He can only tempt you. So we have to start asking ourselves why we do things that we do. It's not because of the devil. It's not because of God. It's because you have the free will to make a choice. Yeah. And that's what I would say. I would say you basically need to know what's pure. And, you know, you need to learn about your higher self and my higher self, like ego. What is the definition of ego to you? Um, Selfish. I don't know the actual definition. I've I never looked. The, but the, the psychoanalysis version uh, definition of is your um where your where your conscience and your subconscious mind meet to make reality for you. So now, if you put your ego into yourself, you know what that's called? No, that's called pride. Okay. Now, if I tell my ego isn't the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not higher than myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you put your ego in yourself, that's called pride. People will say ego and pride, they don't. Ego is basically where you basically find your self-importance at. Yeah. It mediates your your brain, your subconscious, the one that you, you react in, the one that you can actually use for your thoughts. So when you come to know Christ, you're supposed to eliminate all your thoughts that you used to think like and have a new way of thinking. And that yeah. thought process is called Christ-like. You yep. think just like Christ. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do slip up though. I do slip you know up. No, it's like many people fall short of the glory of God. But one thing that we got that make it all better is repentance. Yeah. I, I repent daily because I don't know what I'm doing. I had a 30, 30 something years of bad mistakes, bad I learned bad habits. So I gotta unlearn them. And how I do that is by repenting. How 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 important is a union having a family union? How important is the union of, of husband and wife? And it's also it's also a, a element and a system that is pushed out. Like you hear all this separate type of movement. You, it's almost like a, a war. It's like a women versus men, mother versus father, black, white versus each other, um, civilian versus cops, gays versus straight. And it's like this system that is just, but I don't hear the family structure. I don't hear the husband but and wife. That's that's what I say too. That I mean, I'm able to say what a family is to me. Mm -hmm. My family is a woman and my kids and what we made with our love. And I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about getting married when I got married to my wife. Yeah. I was called to a marriage. And so I, you know, I was in California and I was just dating this girl. I wasn't really like, I wasn't even taking her serious. For me to have a thought and a dream about marrying her, and I moved off that dream, and now look, I've been walking in the calling. So I was called to marriage because marriage is a ministry, and marriage is also a business. So okay. my, my 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 marriage is the ministry. My example of God, what God allowed me to have this wife, and she's walking in the calling, special wife. You know, got her own money, very independent up until I met her. Now she, she relies on me to be the leader of this family. So if my mind is not right, then it's kind of like my house is faulting and said the house divided against each other should, should not fail. It should not stand in the fall. So yeah. we got a, we got a structure in my household that it's a ministry, but also it's also my business. I'm on business with God. So it's, Things I have to do as a husband. I got to love my wife as Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her. And the yeah. same for my wife. I have to respect my decision. Now my higher self has got to be in the right place for her to be able to be trusting in me. So yes, the ministry is a, is a relationship and it's my partnership. She's my friend. She acts like my mom sometimes. She may <laughs> act like my daughter. You know, we play many different roles with each other and it it. It helped me to be the man I am today. So without my wife, I can never be the man I am today. With her, I'm better. Without her, yeah. I was just a boy without anything. I feel the same way. I feel the same way with my wife. I feel it was right. It was it was right. Um I was never driven. I was never driven by you know the fornication and stuff like that. You know, that was when I was real, real young, but I was always I was always on this. Virginity? Huh? How was I you lost love? I lost my virginity at 15. I lost mine at 12. Wow. 15. And I got I got a I got some stories. You know what I, mean? I, I yeah, I got I got story. 15 by the by 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 a 27-year-old woman. Oh man. Look at that. Yep. But I, I, also around that time, but think about this. Around that time, I'm going to church at the same time. Yeah, of course. But this yep. one he's saying in that book of Timothy, he said, you known the scriptures since you was a young child. So you can see the difference it would make to you if you listen to it. Yep. I put, and yo, when I did lose it, my brother, I was so disgusted with myself. I wasn't 
it was because of that. Yo, yo, you telling me you're not gonna hit that? You know, you know how for 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 young men, for young boys, you know, it's like the yo, you a virgin. You remember that? It, it was that era of yo, you a virgin, yo. So it was more like I knew, I knew what I, I wanted to get. I want, I wanted to make love to whoever I married with because I was just brought, I was brought up in the church as well. So I, I was set on that, you know. So when I did that. I was actually after that. I was disgusted, bro. I, I was just like that. How I was in the car, or when I when I teared, yo, how 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 you know I have abandoned my morals. That changed a lot for me. Once that happened, I changed. Like that's it. It was almost. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like if somebody you lace somebody up with with, with crack on on the weed, and then they hit that for the first time, and then that's it. They on that road like they never wanted it. But now it's like, like you lose yourself. You lose your self-respect. I when I lost my self-respect, that's when I said, ah, that's it. I could do anything with it. any woman I want. Yeah, and then but you know? I tell people advice. I say, every girl you sleep with, outside of the context of a marriage, you ruin a wife that you're gonna have one day. Mm. I'm gonna tell you why. Because if you look at girls and experiences like I got, it ruined my thoughts about the woman I wanted to be with. Because of mm. what girls let me do with them. Yeah. Disrespect. I've been disrespectful. So for me to be in that place, to be able to see all this wisdom and knowledge, and then you'll find out you're hurting women. You're hurting women for who they could be. And mm -hmm. like I said, but I'm trusting that God, he called me at the right time. He knew where it was going to be. It was predestined. So for me to be able to have the wife that I got, even with her stories, like I had to deal with the stories because my wife, I actually was with her. I, I said, you know, I can't be faithful to you so you can mess with other guys. Yeah. So I was telling her before I was with her, like, go ahead and mess with other guys. And then when I. But that's sometimes you like, like you cared about her so much that you rather like, I don't even want to break your heart no more. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. I said and it was the first girl I ever, I ever told her to like, you know, go ahead. But when I came back for, I said, yo, you got to drop everybody you got. And. I don't care what they was. And, and, you know, it was that it was a process. But, you know, she listened to me. She followed my lead. And I'm thankful that, that I have this woman because this woman, you know, makes me stronger. She understands my mindset. She knows I'm too much to handle. And she she deals with me. Hey, it's not about being the same. It's about being compatible. Yes. You know, so it's a puzzle. So how, how does it work? You know, your wife is Jewish. Christ. Is she is she really religious? Does she really go by her faith or how does that work? You know? Yeah, I basically, I, I look at myself like I'm Hebrew or Jewish myself because I'm adopted to God's holy family because of Christ. So religious, the definition of religion, let me just show you that many people will tell you I'm not really, they're not religious, but it's three definitions of religions. It's like a belief in a God, gods or a deity. So if you believe in God, then that's your religion, your idea about God. Or number two, is a system of faith, Judaism, Islam, or Hinduism, whatever. That's a system of faith. And the third one is ascribing yourself to a supreme importance. So it might be your supreme importance is yoga, or it might be my family. It might be even your wife. But when you do that, then you made your wife God for you. You made your family God for you. You know what I mean? So people say this religious word as if they're not religious. But they are. They just don't know they are. They don't know what the real definition of religion is. So religion, to me, is a 
it's a belief system that's a steering wheel for your soul. I just hope a person don't crash. Okay. Hey, I'm taking notes, brother. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm so taking anything notes. I say, anything I say, go test what I'm saying. Test it. I don't mind. And say test the spirits by the spirits to see whether they come from God. So I ask people to go test what I'm saying. Go listen hey. to what I'm saying. Hey, this nah, this is a blessing. I feel like this 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 is a sign from God. Have this conversation. I could talk about we could talk about boxing all day, but for me, this is this is more of a this is healthy to me. This is food. This is the food that I that I need. I know I, I've known your career. Your you have you have a great career. You know, so like you said earlier, probably people expected more, but you have a great career. You have your faculties in check, and most of all, you have God. You have a family. You have um, beautiful kids. You, you got beautiful kids, man. You got y'all make y'all make great. Well, it's my wife. It's my wife because of my wife. Because I'm not. <laughs> like <laughs> now you see my blonde, blonde blue. He don't look nothing like me, but hey. <laughs> but now this is this this and I, and I feel, you know, there's sometimes I'll be talking about religions and politics. And there's some people that be like, "Come on, punch! Come on, you could talk, stop, man! I'm only here to, um, um, to to listen to boxing." But I also always say that boxing translates to life itself. Yes, you know, I do. And you said they don't say nothing about Mike Tyson. He is a Muslim. They mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali was a Muslim. Some of your greatest fighters was driven by their religion. Exactly. Exactly. So, the, la the la la last live show was about um um paying homage to to Muslim fighters. Yes. You know. The um, Mike Tyson's of the world, Eddie, Eddie Mufasa. It. So when people hear me basically saying what I'm saying, um, I study, I, I like studying. You see all my books that I got? I got all these are religious books. I books. see. What is this right here? Quran. I mean, I know what the Quran say. I, I didn't know what people going to come up against me and say, well, whoever gave me this Quran, right? Let me, he had all these, like, he got like highlights. Somebody gave me this, and it said, "This is a do not approach them. They are un there until they are clean. They they are not clean. You may approach them as God has directed you." Listen, divorced woman must wait for three periods before remarrying. Yeah, this <laughs> highlighted. I mean, give another one they have highlighted, and I could tell you, like it said, "You who believe if anyone go back on your faith, God will soon replace you with people He loves and who loves Him." People who are humming towards those believers, hard on disbelievers. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so true. For me, it's like, it's not that I got the book. It's it's who gave me the book and what they had highlighted in the book. Mm. Like, bro, why they got so much stuff about other people? What about yeah. yourself? You know uh -huh. I mean? That's what religion is supposed to do. It's supposed to help you first before you try to help somebody else with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I I love the book because it led me to to Christ. That's why that that's why I appreciate the the, the Quran. You know, uh, they this. I remember my mother when I walk with the Quran and I put it on the table and she put a napkin. She put a napkin over the Quran. Like, y eso, ¿por qué tú traes eso? Tú me estás trayendo demonio aquí. People don't know what what is you got. The 48 Laws of Power. I never read that book. The 30, this, these are all, all what people rappers talk about, right? Mm. And this is, this is demonic. Because if you hear somebody on 
taking the 48 laws of power and putting power on you, you would feel like, why would a person do that to me? It's talking about so so seeds of confusion. The um, they got the the art of seduction. They got the thirty three strategies of war, the laws of human nature. I read these for references because people believe in this stuff. So yes. for people, forty eight laws of power is their bible. True, like the secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God is also a secret. He says. Every hidden mystery is in Christ himself. So you won't know God's hidden secret according to the Bible. And that's why I would start saying more what the Bible say. And not what I say because your ideas can be a false God. True. True. Very true. How 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 do you do how do you think how how important it is to go by your perception? What you read is your perception because, you know, some people do, they go to church and they go by what the perception or they go by the, um, what the, what the, the past. Yeah. Yeah. But so, what has God actually told you as a person? It's different when God, like a pastor could be an intercessor, somebody that you, you might just be gifted with faith. Some people just only have faith. Some people don't teach the Bible. Some people are not a prophet. Some people are, it's, it's five different offices of God. It's an apostle, a follower of Christ, which we all should be a follower of Christ. You an apostle, I'm an apostle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we all apostles. Um, a Bible teacher, I'm a Bible teacher. Yes. I also prophesied to people and it came to pass. I also um, could be a pastor. You know, I'm an evangelist. This is evangelist right You're here. Creator. Yeah, basically evangelist is somebody that travel around using their testimony and speaking about what God, this is evangelist. Um, you know, what the evangelists do go to different, you ever seen a street preacher? Yeah. That's an evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. My pops used to be on a subway preaching. One time yeah, I came I out of high, one time I came out of high school, I'm on the A train. I'm like, and I, 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 I hear this voice. I'm like, nah, no, he didn't bro. No, he didn't. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the other car. <laughs> but yes. if it was today, I'd be, be I'm proud of proud of your dad. Yeah. My son, my son is a special kid. My son, I didn't know what his mean. My son's name is Joaquin in Hebrew. And my wife is Jewish. So we want I wanted to spend I wanted to name all my kids giving Spanish names. Mm -hmm. And my son's name is Joaquin, which is Joaquin in Hebrew. And it means lifted by God, lifted by Yahweh. Yeah, that was another testament. I wasn't trying to do that on purpose, but my son is very gifted. He can read. He's six years old, can read, and man, I'm thankful. Have my you life ever, is a little, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna ask not because I was gonna say there's other fellow there's other fellow um um Christ followers in the sport of boxing. Andre Ward, Manny Pacquiao. Do you have any type of relationship when you talk to them? Um, how is those? How's those conversations like? Louis well, Collazo. Yeah, Louis, me and Louis know each other. I've seen Louis before he made the change the way he had. Me and Louis got a relationship. Me and Andre Ward, he spoke a word into me and made me go back home and fulfill my relationship with my wife. He the one that did it. I was seeing him talking to him face to face while I was in California. And he said, Pete, what's wrong? And he showed me a picture that I got too. He said, I seen this and I was like, man, this man, look at this man looking like a king. And he just wanted to know what happened. And I couldn't answer it. I said, because she's Jewish. 
<laughs> That's what I said. But honestly, my wife got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What's more powerful than that? Oh, you know what I mean. So I'm like, you know, my I said, Christ and man, man, Christ and man, man, old woman, we don't know what you're Exactly. I mean, but I'm, I, I can't be telling you all this about God in my life, and I be evidence of what God has done. My life is the miracle that God has done for me. So when I use this, like my wife is Jewish. What does Jewish mean? You show God's chosen people, then what's more Jewish than believing in Christ? Mm -hmm. I read the Torah too. I learned yeah. about the Torah and I learned about the laws. I fulfill those laws by partnering up with Christ. Like God made a partnership for everybody. He made Adam and Eve and he made them to be partners with him. He used to walk in the garden with them, right? In his presence, was there yeah. in the garden with them as a partnership. And they broke the partnership, and I just regained it back through Christ, which is the new Adam. Ah, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Oh, yo, you got the way you got you got the wisdom down packed, brother. But you now you got to do something with me now. You got me anytime you need me. First and foremost, you got All my right. number, right? I got you, yes, sir. And, I, and now I may pull you in some of these. Then you know I got these things now. Like, let me tell you something. Like Stevie Cunningham and Austin Trout and even Berto and Marcus Brown, we we all we like I talk to all of them. They're Hebrew Israelites. Marcus Brown is not. Marcus Brown is waking up to a lot of different things, and he's a very responsible guy. He's like my little brother, Marcus Brown is. Okay. So, but they um like um like me and Trout been friends for a long time. And I seen his transformation being where he's at right now, walking in light through being a Hebrew Israelite. Not the one that say, but he's not the one that say, you know, the white man is the Jesus devil is black. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't I believe Jesus was a color. He Jesus is your color, color of brown. Or yeah, brown of course, it says it in the Bible. That's mm -hmm. what the Bible. I can be safe by saying that. I'm yeah. not gonna say he's a black. This is not bronze. You yeah. know what I mean? This is like dirt, like Adam was. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Let's just say that Jesus met people in the middle. And then if you read Genesis 10 or chapter 11, it talks about God confusing all the people of the world. We used to be called the human race and God separated us because men built their pride higher than God and tried to build the Tower of Babel. That's that's what pride they was doing. They built their pride up to God and God scattering them all over the earth. And that's why we get to the point where you got the American Indians, you got the you got the. The blacks over here, you got Mexico, you got you got all these different people. Now it's like to the point where you're not even pure as like what is the Dominican? Dominican is basically an invented invented culture made yeah. with Indians, blacks, and white Spanish European. True. So so we all mixed up, but it's so beautiful when we can agree that God is one. Yes, sir. That's what yes, makes sir. us one. Yes, sir. So is you is you trout um Andre uh, Andre Berto Berto Berto's Ward. Ward you got man you got Lou Louis, Louis I, I, I can't I can't wait to talk to Louis too. um I hit him up as well he said um he's gonna do it live as well um yeah. and I want to talk about the, almost the same thing too man just yeah he got a powerful it. story he got a powerful story because he's been through a lot and he did a lot he's seen a lot so if anything you you hear with Louis official. Yeah, you know yeah, saying? yeah. I I wish we hear him more. 
I know, I know. But it, it's, it's, that's for the boxing community to also, you know, not forget about our fighters. You know, you're a modern-day warrior, modern-day gladiators, man. You put your life on the line. I care, care about it. it. I well, care. Well, that, that, then that's what I do it for. You know, that's what I, I care. do it for. I do it for you then. I don't yeah. do it for those people that think they know. I got this dude. I try to be nice, but he's like... He's 50 years old. And he's on my Instagram. I haven't blocked him. I'm always about to block him. <laughs> I'm going to block him after I'm off this fast with my wife. But, yeah, because I don't even been on the ground. But, <laughs> he, and he, if he if he's on there still, I'm going to block him off my ground because he's he's 50 years old thinking that he's going to be a professional boxer. I'm not here to knock you down, my man. Just do it. Stop talking about it. Just do it then, bro. And now it's like I, I I gave you the word that I thought, and you know take that and run with it. But now it's now he's trying to use it as like he got a relationship with me to be able to talk <laughs> to me, and that's yeah. how people draw you in, and then they become confusing and they become super weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, you kid chocolate man. It's gonna be you're gonna have a lot of weird people, just like you're gonna okay. have that you're time. Not weird. Nah, you're not I'm weird. All right, nah. so that's what it is, man. That's what that's what run. That's why my soul was like, it was like that, you know. I'm in mean, yeah. Vegas. I mean, there's so much stories. Wait till the it's just book. like it's just no. like the story that you just gave, the one that that you you was in a good in a supposedly good place with around people that care about you, but then somebody was putting their hands in your pocket. Okay, in the picture, and <laughs> the dude ain't even said cheese. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. No. Even that, I don't want to go into detail what happened in the same week. <laughs> we went out. We met some girls. They came back to the crib with me, the room with me and my brother. And, you know, they wasn't trying to play no game. They were the, what you call it? I put my jewels and everything in the safe. And I said, bro, kick them out when you're done with them. And next thing you know, I woke up. They was gone. They was not there. I said, bro, where they at? Where them girl? He didn't know. They stole his iPad. They stole stuff. I'm glad I put my watch in the safe. They, they, bro. but think about it. They would have had somebody come up and then robbed us. Cause that's what happens. So yeah. right there was like a big wake up call for me. And that, in that part of my life, being in Chicago, that all that happened. Now, you know, at, at BMG duck, whatever that this died, the rapper that died, you know, he died at what he down downtown Chicago. That's Man. why I be standing and say I'm feel safe down here. Not I mean, no more. I, when I go to Chicago, I'll be in the financial district in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, they, well, you can get killed there now. I know. I know, man. But I like Chicago too. It is a seg it's like a segregated state, though. It's a city. It's more way more segregated than New York. Like I've been to a lot of states, ain't, no, ain't nothing like New York. So that's why my, percep my, my, my perception about a lot of things, and that's why I think I get into a lot of arguments, a lot of debates, because if I'm you're, you're, you're well rounded, yeah, if I'm debating with somebody from down south, you know, they only see they only see black people all the time. They don't see like white. I mean, moving to New York now, you go my my best friend is Dominican. Oh my yeah, brother, my brother, my best friend, knowing fifteen or more than fifteen years, my man always is my brother. My other friend. That live in Jersey City, my one of my best friends is Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? So I grew up with nothing but black people and where I'm from in Michigan. But now I come here and I'm I'm friend. My best friends have been my boy Vito. My boy Vito is like he's Spanish. Yeah. So it's like I'm not trying to make it that way, but this is I turned around like I can't even believe my best friend for 25 years, of course, is black. Mm -hmm. But 
I got a diverse round of friends, but New York gave me that. Exactly. Yeah. I lived in New York longer than I lived in my hometown in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You tell me where I'm from. So you 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 feel more New Yorkers than 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 Grand Rapids? I won't say that, but what I will say, <laughs> I lived in New York. I'm a New Yorker. Every yeah. story I got in Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, knowing this part, knowing it, I got those stories in New York now. Oh man, I mean my boy, my boy Isaiah died in the Bronx. My one of my best friends in New York died yeah. in the Bronx. And when we go back home, yeah, I got mad friends that died. Yeah, my man. little man died. It's like, you know, now I got the same story that I had in Michigan. Now over here, I became a man in New York. When people say that, they don't understand. I was a boy. I was 18 years old when I'm in New York, 37. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've been there longer. Making my presence there. I met my wife. My kid was born in New York. All my kids is born in the same hospital and um one 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 twelfth in um the Jewish hospital right there. Mount Sinai? Mount Sinai, my kid. All my kids is born in Mount Sinai. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Mine's is in Lennox Hill. Lennox Hill. Um the other one in Bellevue. I got my surgery on um for my doctor. I think he he gave me a surgery on Lennox Hill. Oh yeah. I, I had my wrist. I had, I got screws on my wrist, on my right wrist. I got that on pre in Presbyterian. Yeah, man. that's what ended it all. You see this? I had martyr carpal tendon tore. It used to hurt. I didn't know it was hurting, but it's because my tendon was snapped in my hand, and I was yeah. like that for a long time. So every time I was hitting it, it would hurt like ah ah ah. And then my thumb was broken. I went upstate and I shot a big 50 caliber gun. I don't know if I injured my hand. I don't know because I don't know pain. But I shot the gun in a in a gun range and I, I don't know. I heard some pop, but I was fighting with my hand. And, and next thing you know, my hand got swollen after a fight and then went to the hospital. And they like, yeah, your hand broke. And it healed up and we got to re-break it and put a pin in there. That's what happened with this one. Now this, now this thumb, and then look at this hand. You see that? Yeah. That's a knot that stay in there. That's calcium buildup. But I can't get that hand, that thumb out of my socket, so it's stuck there. Yo, that's that's and and yo, a lot of people really do not care. They they treat fighters like chickens and pit bulls. Don't think that y'all go through stuff. Like, yo, it, it, right, like right here, people that's watching, like, look, like even I, you know how many arguments I come with. For example, a guy like Keith Thurman, he got an, hand injury. Oh, he's faking it. He's weak. He's he's. I'm like, yo, what you listen, you see all these? I had one. If you know my my career, I had one. Yeah, that's how you always point at you. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that. That's my that was my thing before. Yeah. yeah it's, I know. It's so funny, but, <laughs> but what happened was I used to do that on purpose, then make it look like I got a two. I know, I know, I know. And you then I got a flipper. after the fight. Yep, and I got a flipper and then it cracked and I had mad problems. So one guy I went out to dinner with him and he was like a Jewish guy too. He goes to me, he goes. I like to fix your grill. I said, what? <laughs> I went my way. What did he tell me? He's like, no, I own a dentistry. And he's like, yeah, you fix it. And it was for free. He'd do it for free. That's what he said. So I told my wife, I said, you know, I, that don't sound right. Because my dad always taught me never take nothing for free. For free. Because you're going to owe somebody a favor. That's what he told me. Exactly. And he said, but babe. You in a different place in your life right now. And things <laughs> like this don't always come around. It's a gift. I said, babe, I'm not really trying to look like this. Because he, he told me there, he's like, I bet you when I fix your girl, you'll be able to do movies and do stuff for TV miles. <laughs> he told me all this stuff. I'm gonna go like, he did it. He did my tooth. He put it in there. Right? 
And basically what he did was he basically um, shaved all my other teeth down and put this bridge in there. And it cost me nothing. But then it was, it was sometimes break or whatever. I had a fight that was shatter and break. And all my other teeth is messed up now because he shaved it down. Then I went yeah. to go get a uh, like a revisit for another dentist. I said, yo. And then he said, man, who did this? I told him he was like, because he knew who it was. Mm. When he said that, I said, what's wrong? He said, yeah, he don't even supposed to be doing no work. <laughs> and he said, why he shave all your other teeth down? I said, I don't know. I was just listening to him. He said he did a horrible job. So I got oh, yeah. that. I got a new job and guess how much it cost me? Guarantee you. Guarantee. I'm going to guarantee you. You give 10, me a number and I'm going to tell you. 20, 15. What? what? 15 G's? What? <laughs> 10? I didn't already pay for my grill since I went to the other dentist over $100,000. Damn. And that's facts. A hundred thousand dollars over a hundred. I'm, I'm staying with this chip tooth, my brother. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead but I'm saying you can get a little thing, a cap, and they put a cap on it. Yo, so I, I broke. I broke this right. Learning how to ride a bike. To me, I know what I used to have a chip tooth, and then the chip tooth that I had, I was boxing in Utah, and somebody made it loose, and they was like, "Yo, can they fix it?" He's like, "Yeah, we gotta take it out," and they took it out, and I fought like five days after that. Had a fight in Utah on David David Tua on the car, but my chip, my tooth got chipped with a two dollar mouthpiece, so I stopped wearing those mouthpieces because that's yeah. what that's my my girl up with that. Man, I, I broke this. I, I chipped this tooth when I was heading to six. The summer of me turning six years old, I just I never had a, a and that was when it was growing, so I never had that you know that perfect grill, and I always thought that I looked different, you know. They'd be like, yo, go change. I'm like, that's it. It's just me, you know? <laughs> I, but what he did say, guess what, though? He did say I was going to do I did a movie. So he was right. <laughs> <laughs> I did a movie. Yes, I did. So, Yeah, what you feel about the landscape of boxing right now? Okay, yeah. put it this way. Better this way. Because you know, you, 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 you're very conscious of, of, of hate or what people say about the sport of boxing. Um, how do you feel about um, the business side of boxing and how boxers today are more more educated about the business side of boxing. Here go. You ever heard somebody say the word systematic or systemic racism? Yes, sir. You know what that is? It's definition, but... But tell me what you think it is. Systemic racism? Yeah. When there's like a system of, of, system of oppression. Racism an institution. In the institution? Yeah. Okay. Even even probably boxing might have it, religion. You see, in my opinion, not to be to turn nobody away, but like people praying to white Jesus is 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 bad for black people. I wouldn't even understand why black people would be a they said it's a symbol, but in the actually there's 20 guys that don't have pictures of him. Exactly. So mm -hmm. that may be something. And that guy, Dylan Roof, that killed those black people mm -hmm. at the church in North Carolina something. Yeah, so he was drawing a picture. He drew a picture of white Jesus. That's what he was drawing in his cell. Mm. And it was a book out there. I'll send you the book. But like, um, you know, boxing. Have you remember um, Oscar De La Hoya's um, company before had an email that went um, public? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so it's basically telling you that 
how people do business like them, you know, may be done in favor towards a Canelo. Yeah. So, and if you look at boxing, right, and and it, it is it's like a hit or a miss because like Andre Dor- Andre Ward is probably one of the best fighters of our era. He yeah. would never get the credit. Why would that be? They why you let me know because what, what they want everybody every black fighter to do is follow suit behind Mayweather. Okay. You know, my man talks about Jesus Christ on this exactly. God. I got his he, shirt. He be directly telling you what God he believes in by saying Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Every other fighter, they don't ever say Jesus, they say God. But God is universal. When you say that word, everybody must have a belief in God. And at that point, when when your boy Ward did, he's a person covered by God for his whole career. And God got him I got a plan for him. And I'm I'm inspired by him because not only he helped me rebuild my relationship back with my wife, but you know he spoke a word into me, and that word did something and it grew into something. Since I came back home, I had another baby with my wife. That's you know what I mean because it's because Andre Ward. You know what I mean. So I would just tell you that you know we don't have to follow suit. I think the most best thing to do for a black fighter is not to be ignorant. We need to start making a political stance for our people and saying. You know, we should have a belt. Like, if you look at all these belts, right? Floyd Mayweather could have bought a belt. He could have bought a sanction of body for a belt and been organizing it and doing it. And, and and when he's in his place doing these type of things, it's like equivalent to, like, um, LeBron James, P. Diddy open up schools in there. And we got to make that kind of stance. And I think we got to take our platform, not to spread the ignorance, but spread it more about the healing for black peoples and blacks. So... Yeah, I think systemic racism or systematic system of matter meaning is is placed where it needs to be, and sometimes those are being placed in the back in the back doors with the doors we don't see what's being operating, what's being said behind those doors. Yeah, it's 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 easy for people to to, to interpret what's going on in the outside. Like I've I, I, there's one thing that of course I hate bringing the politics or the race issue into sports that sports is like where we, we, we where we run from whatever's going to society those are Martin Luther Kings now look Colin Kaepernick was the first people that was in he made big news and they shunned him four they, years ago then they, they they shunned him they mm-hmm. that's unpatriotic yeah 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 and then you got Biden now kneeling in the church with black people mm-hmm. oh, how about this Remember that late lady, um, Rachel on Dozo Zaw from the NCAAP that said she was a black woman? NCAAC? Nah, I, nah. You got to look her up. But she was a, a president. She had to resign because she had on her application she was a black woman. And she was really white. Wow. But she, in the same year, she was um, disbanded, disarmed. They they ridiculed her. They They treated her just like a black woman. And then yeah. the same year, Bruce Jenner got her award for Americans. Yeah, I ain't like that at all, bro. But, but I'm saying I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I don't like it. I would just say that you can't be hypocritical and destroy one person for saying that she's a black person. Yeah. She should be able to say what she is because if Bruce Jenner can say that he's a woman, then you gonna make me believe that? Then cool. But that lady should have the right to say she's a black woman if she wants to, and y'all shouldn't treat her like a black woman. 
<laughs> right? That's all I'm trying to say. It's the I'm hypocrisy. Not, it's the hypocrisy. That's what that bothers me. Is that I'm I'm outspoken. I'm gonna tell you like this: When my son was in the fifth grade, and it was the first day of school, entering the school, I'm taking him to school. They had a poster, the STD poster, right in front of the school, like on the right on the right hand side, and it had two dudes hugging each other. Now this elementary, five, it, it goes up to fifth grade. The prince, the vice prince, the vice principal, and the principal is greeting kids going to first day of school, like. Um, excuse me, what, what what is that? Can you take that down? She like, oh no, we're we're um having an awareness of you know STDs. And I'm and I said, this is fifth graders. They don't even know the kindergartners are coming are coming in. Like STD, I, I could understand the STD poster in a in a high school, middle school, but an elementary school. These kids ain't thinking about that. Can you please take that down? Oh um, no, we can't do that. Well, and I took my 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 son's hand. I'm like, we're not coming into the school until you take that thing down. I'm saying that loud. I'm saying, well, take that poster down. Or oh, my son ain't coming. I don't even. I can't even understand y'all how treat kids. Y'all supposed to be an institution of learning. Yo, they said, I'm sorry, we can't take it down. I'm sorry, you feel this way. Then I'm having discussion with a bunch of parents. Hey, I, I, I like what you were saying out there, but then I got so mad at them. How you gonna let me fight for this? By myself, when y'all feel the same way, I I, I love because I live right across the street from from the school. Next day, the postal was out, was off. You know, yeah, because I believe what you're saying. Like you know, before kids, we helping them find who they are as people. I'm not saying about everybody's story, right? But I'm saying we shouldn't be getting our kids to think about sex. Period. Exactly. Early in their age, and that's just that's just fact. You know what I'm saying? I'm not spreading out saying what people can say who they are. I'm just saying we shouldn't push sex on our kids so early. Exactly. I'm not telling my kids, yeah, I, I slept with your mom, and that's how I made you. <laughs> yeah. I tell my kids, you know, how did I get here? I hugged mommy one day so hard, and you came out. That's what happened. Yep. Also. also Right. Also, when we talk about race and my son, at 10 years old was the first time my son said, um, dad, what's racism? And I'm like, wow, my son at 10 doesn't even know what's racism because his best friend is Jason. He's Chinese. Black is Jaden. And then Marcus is Italian. So my, my son, that's and those are his friends since preschool, like pre-K, you know? So when he asked me that, and I'm like, and I said, why you asked me that? Oh no, we're learning about Martin Luther King in school. It was about it, it was um around um Martin Luther King's birthday. And I'm like, I don't even know. You know what? Racism doesn't exist. You know what I would tell my sis, my son, and my kids if they ever came home, I would tell them racism is when people can't find unity with other people that's outside of your own color. Okay. You know what I mean? So you educate them. You properly educate them and let them know it's racism, but you make a choice if you're racist or not. Yeah. So I, I was I was caught off guard. I really didn't know what to say because then, then I, I, I had to have him with Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's the first one. Is that Santa Claus real said, son, let's sit down and talk about this. I said, <laughs> I said no, dad don't believe in Santa Claus. And, um, you know, Santa Claus is real. And Jesus... It's real, but Jesus also, we don't know when he was born. He wasn't born on the 25th. So I say, he said, so when is Jesus? I said, we celebrate Jesus' birthday every day because he's still living. 
Yes, sir. That's how I tell my son. So, but like I said, I'm having the same issue because if you notice, like nobody taught you how to be a father. You teaching your own values to your own children. And I, I just go to the Bible and I just rely on what I think God, what my conscience is telling me. So yeah. he went to school. I said, but our job is never to tell people Santa Claus is not real. Sure. So they must have did something at school. And we said, yeah, but I don't believe in Santa Claus. And they were trying to make me say, but Santa Claus is not real. Told him that. And then school teacher, when it was time for his, his um, report card and his conference, now, let me tell you what my wife did. <laughs> they came to me and said, Peter, did you tell your son that Santa Claus is not real? I said, and my wife was like, yeah, I told him not to do that. He should let him be a kid. She said, no, I said, relax. I said, she said, tell me why you said that. I said, because like as a black kid in America, I see my mom struggle to buy us gifts. My mom one time for Thanksgiving, she couldn't buy us food. And she said, I'm going to give y'all Thanksgiving next week. After that, I stopped selling the mood, celebrating holiday. I said that it is kind of nice to know that old big, big white man is coming down my chimney and bringing me a little black kid gifts. But when I seen that growing up, I said, why am I, why Santa Claus never brought what I wanted? Why he's buying me stuff that I should have, like clothes, fruit of balloon. We used to have for every Thanksgiving, fruit of balloon jogging suits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They came from the dollar store, so. And I seen my mom struggling, so I stopped celebrating holiday. Now I got with this Jewish girl, and I learned about Hanukkah. And Hanukkah is just a festival of lights, and that's representing more what the Bible says. So my kids only celebrated Hanukkah. That's I only celebrate biblical holidays. I don't put, and I don't put one day better than the next. People will go broke on Christmas just to show their kids they love them. My kids know I love them because I give them time. And you know, you know what's special about it? Because I remember once you said that you never, you never got hugged when you was a child. Yeah. To break that cycle, because you know, knowing that type of story, you would think that you wouldn't know how to show affection and show love because you never had it. But it probably worked the opposite opposite side. How was that transition of not being, you know, hugged as a child, and not how you treat your kids? How how? How you break from that? Do you hug them? Do you are you affectionate with your kids because you never had it, or just how it was for you in your transition? Yeah, my dad, my dad was in my life. I knew who my dad was. My dad just did prison time. My dad hugged me all the time. He loved me. Okay, and, okay. You know, I got different issues from my mom and my dad. They got they gave me both problems. They both do, but they both gave me different problems. But my dad made sure he knew we knew he was our dad and. And I told my, my son, you know, just because dad didn't get a lot of hugs when he was little, you know, I get him re I got him back because I'm a time I hug you. So we hug all the time. My kids talk to me like they I teach my son that we best friends. And I teach my daughter that we I'm a superhero. And yep. that's what I teach my kids is basically, you know, hug. And me not having being grown with grandkids, when I get to see my kids with their grandparents, I get it all back. Yep. I try not to cry because <laughs> I see my kids being like a grandson to a grandfather, like somebody that's his granddad. And he's got, he know my mom, he know my dad, he knows my my my, my wife, my wife, he's really close with my wife because they, they do a lot of work with him. They love my dad because my dad give them every, whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? Spoils, my mom, spoils yeah, so they got a good relationship with all their grandparents and I get to see the conversations and everything. I, I just love the way the, the relationship because my my um my my in laws live in Jersey, so 
we don't they we they go see them all the time and it's like funny because my my daughter and my son got their own room at their grandparents house that's what's up yes that's what's up that, that right there's that replaced all my heartache and my pain you seeing my kids the way they grow up and what i'm able to give to them yep yeah my grandmother you know one thing about my grandma grandmother never said i love you to me but i feel her love more than anybody like i don't need you to say i love you i know you love me i know it you know so that's showing is everything man you know um, actions speak louder than words it's not cliche but yo you gotta let me know man when are you gonna have these bible studies my brother I'm a, you you i gotta at? do something were, were you, are you still in new york yeah i'm in rockland though Right, but so I'm from yeah. I, I, I purchased so a home. We leave one day. You morning. I'm gonna invite you to come over. We can do a Bible study here in my crib. Yo, that's what's up. So, that's what's up. I'm a, you got my number now. So what we do is, you know, we we do it. You just even when you got to make decisions, you know, a lot of people call me in prayer. If you're going through something with your wife, prayer. You somebody to talk to, call me. We pray about it, and God be using me like that, and um, that's why I'm I'm on God's timing. So. I would just say, you know, I'm gonna be getting the talk and the wisdom talk. So I invite you to come on my 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 gram when I'm back on Instagram. We're gonna uh, come in and <laughs> we'll do this on my Instagram and we'll kind of make it like wisdom. You you interview me. I I got mad people I'm gonna do this with and I include you in a rotation. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I can ask you one favor though. One favor. Yes, sir. That's because I'm in the moment, but I I, I would I would I would like a prayer. All right, let's go. Let's go to the throne. You want to go to the throne? I'm with you, brother. Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, I want to just thank you right now for being on the phone with my brother, Lord, that you just made his family in one day, Lord. So, Lord, I just came across his page, but most importantly, Lord, I just been following and keeping up with his wisdom and what he's doing, Lord. But, Lord, I, I, ask, I ask you to enlighten this conversation even more, Lord, that whoever watched this and the way he cuts it up, Lord, I just pray that you're doing it with the Holy Spirit, that your spirit is present right now because I call for you, you to come off your throne, Lord, and you're such a gracious God that you would do it. I'm thankful for this moment. I'm thankful for this brother, Lord, that with this conversation that we have, Lord, we can get the one, the one sheep that went straight. We can get that one sheep and bring them back to the pen that's going to be on your right side and your right side being Jesus, Lord. I thank you for my brother that through this conversation, he know that he got a real brother, a brother he can actually call and deal with the issues that the public don't even, even need to hear that I'm doing there being, Lord, I'm on your timing, Lord. I want your will to be done through my life, Lord. And I want your will be done in my brother's life, Lord. Being fulfilled with our mission and walk, Lord, that the ministry is strong and our faith is strong, Lord. Most importantly, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the time. We thank you for our wives. We thank you for our children. And we thank you for the audience that listen today, Lord. And most of these things, Lord, we're going to pray. And we're going to say thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Yo, <laughs> Yo, thank you, my brother. Hold up, man. Now, thank you. But now, Thanks. now you know what you got, though. A real brother, now. So we gonna be in contact. You know what I'm saying? So you got a real brother, and I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, my brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I hit you up, man. All right, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's All it. Right. Listen, you know why you doing that? 
I just took you to the throne, bro. Yeah, we man. To the throne, bro. We went to the throne, bro. Yeah, man. I felt it, brother. Yo, I, I felt it. Throne. I needed that, man. And that's it. Man. You, got, you got them all the time, all right? All right. Thanks, God bro. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for blessing me. It was an honor, man. All love, brother. All right. Take all care. Right. Hey, yo. Um, thank you, man. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, champ. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Your boy Punja get a little emotional too, man. Man, I love God. I love you know, um, um, being around my brothers, like my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, still trying to get better at it, you know. God first, everything second, man. Fight plus survive equals true champions. Um, so yo. Have a blessed day, yo. Check me out. Um, probably little, uh in a, in a minute. I'm gonna go live again. I'm gonna go live again. Michael Bay. I'm gonna be talking to Michael Bay. And yo, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm gonna be back like in 15 minutes. Like in 15 minutes, I'm gonna go live again. Got the trainer of Devin Haney, Mikey Bay, and we're gonna be chopping it up, man. Thank you for your prayers, P. Thank you, man. He's a modern day warriors. Everybody pay respects to this man. Um, go follow him when he's back on Instagram. <laughs> go follow him. Um, Twitter and Twitter. You got Twitter. Um, um, Peter Quillen, Instagram. Great man. Great man of God. And yo, God bless. On to the next. Y'all be back in 15 minutes. Yo, stay tuned.